Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Seven o'clockers, welcome on board. Wednesday show, Mac and Bone with you. Uh, we accomplished a lot in that first hour, but we still got three hours to go, baby. Three hours to make it happen on the Mac and Bone show. It'll be Willie's World coming up at 725. We'll see what the P-Man thinks about the Tar Heels. Uh, we'll see what the P-Man thinks about the new look Hornets. Charlotte FC with a new addition. Jabril Gianni, um, a young French player that should help, uh, you know, either the back line or, or in a defensive midfield position. We'll ask him about that. We'll ask Willie P about the new kit. Um, so we got some Charlotte FC things happening. We're a week and a half away, a week from Saturday. Charlotte FC starts their season, and who knows what get other the blood pressure cuff ready. Hey, I, I, I gotta I tell you, we we were getting along well with the P man this week. I don't think I don't think either one of us or Flounder is going to get the swine swine award. No. I think we've. Uh, We've been respectful. We got along well. I don't think there's any heat here with Willie this week. He's that gonna, I know of, although you never know. Something could come up here. In he the next might have to go out. This is awkward. He might have to actually get creative and come up with a uh, Swine of the Week award that isn't just oh, name, naming one of your coworkers. Oh, Mac making a late case. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I did take some shots at AI Willie, his uh, soccer character that he created. Oh, that is true. It, it yeah. is you got a shot, maybe. It actually is pretty cool what they do on Charlotte, uh, Charlotte FC website where you can put yourself in the kit or whatever. But AI Willie just looked funny juggling a soccer yeah, ball. Why was I, just, James, I was amused why was James by James Borrego on my screen. It's Borrego. <laughs> Who did you say it looked like? Ozzie Gian. Ozzie Gian. Ozzie Gian juggling a soccer ball in a Charlotte FC jersey just made us laugh. All right. Anyway. Willie, Willie made him say. AI Willie was, uh, this is not a knock on regular Willie, but rather attractive. Oh, you like AI Willie? I'm just saying. You, you, uh, Willie, Willie. Seriously? Put some work in on AI Willie. Do you think there's any chance AI Willie can do the Willie's World segment instead? Uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you, there were some, some, some touch-ups done on AI Willie. Imagine AI Willie Bone, like his brisket is never dry. You know, he's like the complete opposite <laughs> of regular Willie. <laughs> oh, it no. doesn't make it right. Did we just get the swine award? Did we just literally earn ourselves the swine? Yeah, made a weight push. Oh, God. So we'll have some fun with <laughs> Willie P if he still well, wants to join us. Maybe he's not listening this morning. That's 720. Maybe. maybe oh, probably not Jim. I don't know, Gene. All right. Anyway, let's... um. Let's talk about the Panthers, and this is something, Bone. And by the way, okay, so let's do this. Two names that have gotten popular on the text line, one yesterday among Panther fans, and the other late push in the first hour of guys that, that there is at least a segment of Panther fans that are suggesting we go after. The second one's a wide receiver that y'all are bringing up this morning big time. But let's start first with this bring Hassan Reddick back to Carolina campaign. Now, I'm not saying this thing's robust, Bone, but we started getting a handful of them yesterday, and there has been movement on this story, all right? So in Philly, reports started coming out saying the Eagles have given Hassan Reddick permission to seek a trade, his agent permission to seek a trade. Hassan Reddick has one year left on that three-year, $45 million deal. It's one year at $16 million that is left. Um, he's had, I believe, I think it's 27 sacks in two years <laughs> since he went up there. It is. Uh, he's had an amazing fr freaking run here of his last four seasons, one of which was in Carolina. Now, Hassan Reddick came out yesterday on, on X and said, 
I never requested a trade. <laughs> I don't know. They're telling me I have permission to ask for a tra for, to go find a trade partner, but I never requested one. But then he goes, I know how this business works, so we'll see what happens. Boney, it is it, it is a uh, his hometown city, right? Or at least where he played college football. So it he is, played at Temple. He's from. Is he from in Camden, New Jersey? I think yeah, right, right outside yeah, Philly. Yeah. So it is an area where he's from. It is, but the Eagles have to shore up some cap situations. And I'm just going to tell you this: Look at you getting Camden, New Jersey, right there on the my, fly. My feeling. Okay. My I'm a no good Yankee. Remember that I'm a no good Yankee bone. I know these areas. But um, anyway, the um, what was I going to say? Oh, if someone, if you don't request a trade. And the team tells your agent that he's free to seek a trade. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they don't really want you back. <laughs> yeah, which is really they're falling apart a little bit, aren't they, in Philadelphia? From where they were a year ago, they had just nearly won a Super Bowl. They got off to a good start this year. Second half of the year, it was bad football. They looked undisciplined as a team. And then you heard stories about, oh, wait till you hear what's going on behind the scenes in Philadelphia. So. Hassan Reddick appears like he might be trying to escape whatever's going on. Trying to leave Philadelphia I think with all that like, talent. Yeah. I think it sounds like they're trying to bump him. You know, he's a $21 million cap hit for them. That's their biggest cap yeah, hit. Yeah. And they only have $20 million of cap room. So they're trying to that, get ahead of the bump. That's what I'm saying. When you don't request a trade and you're told, hey, you're free to seek a trade. They're trying to move on. Yeah, yeah. They do have a lot of defensive but talent over there. He's that. a hell of a football player, man. He's had, so that and, and we saw how good he was here in Carolina. He was a pro bowler here in Carolina. He has had at least 11 sacks in each of the last four seasons. He averages over 12 and a half sacks bone in the last four years. Um, so naturally, Panther fans are like, wonder if we could do something with that. Do you have any interest in Hassan Reddick? There's a scenario here that's interesting to me. What do you think? Do you have any interest in – you'd have to trade for him. That's the thing. You know? I would love to um, have Reddick and Burns. Is that possible, or is that going to be too much in the cap in the cap world? Because if you if you get Reddick and you move on from Burns, well, you're kind of you're kind of in a similar spot here, where you've got one high level pass rusher and you're trying to find the other. Is there a scenario, Mac, where you can get both of these guys? You could trade for Reddick. I don't know if it's even going to work, but trade for Reddick, franchise Burns, and that'll solve the problem that. We've had since Reddick left here. I'd love to get those guys back together again. If that's what we're going to do, if you're going in for Reddick on a trade, well, let's make it worth it. Burns back here on his deal. Trade for If you get both those guys together, that's what I would do if it was possible. Here's the rub here is he's going to cost 14 or $15 million, I think, this year for the team that trades okay. for him, depending for one year, and then he's a free agent. Um, here's the thing. How, how can you sign Luvu, Burns, get Brown extension, and add that? Yeah. And get Bryce weapons. Yeah. Here's my thought on this Reddick thing. And more offensive line depth, too, and, along the and way. And Reddick is older. He's four years older. He's 29. So he's four years older than Burns. Here's my thought, and I don't know if y'all like this at all. Trade Burns, hopefully you get a first rounder. Trade a lesser pick, because I don't think you're going to have to give a first rounder to get Reddick at 29 with a year left on his deal. Trade a, I don't know, third rounder for Reddick. You get a first rounder, you drop your third rounder, right? Yeah. So that's better. And then you work on signing Reddick to an extension. I don't think he's going to ask for what Burns asked for, which was not, thirty million dollars. Not at not at the not at the age of uh, is he thirty when the year begins? I think or something like that. Twenty nine and one hundred fifty two days. Yeah, so is what it says yeah, right here. So he's almost thirty. So he's probably not going to 
break the bank, but it, it's definitely something well, that— Well, you think about that. I you think end that, up with a first-round pick and Reddick. You give up Burns and a third-round pick, essentially. Is that terrible? No, because you get that. And then you use that. I kind of love that. No, I kind of. I got. I got to tell you that that moved me a little bit. You kind of like that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I came up with. I stumbled into something here. I got to tell you, it's not bad because you get that first back and you get your pass rusher. And yeah, no, I. I think you're honest. Save money long term. Because one of the things, one of the things that Mac has been in that that Mac has been in the offseason lab. While UNC couldn't stop the dribble drive last time, Mac was working. Yeah, I got tired of of, of, uh, typing out stats from the horrible defensive performance by the Eagles, and I just started focusing on this plan. And I don't know, is it too convoluted? Do is do they want the younger guy in Burns? Um, Is there that much difference? Somebody texted in and said Burns is is a much better player. I, I don't know. Reddick had Reddick's had more pressures and sacks in each of the last two years than Burns did. And uh, when they when they were in Carolina, Reddick had more sacks, not yeah. more pressures, but more sacks when they were in Carolina. Um, is Burns maybe a little bit better against the run? Maybe he had like eight more run stops this year than Reddick. But Reddick Reddick usually is in the mid thirties in run stops, which is a little higher than Burns usually is. The difference is Reddick has been better here the last couple of years, but long term upside because of the age, you may say that Burns is the better play long term. But here recently, the last couple of years, it's been Hassan Reddick as the more productive player. Yeah, this texture says trade Burns for Reddick and a draft pick. I don't think Philly, if they're if they want to get rid of this contract for one edge rusher, I don't think they'd want to bring in another one. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're and then have, have to, to pay that, him. Spread that money around. They have to pay yeah. him even more than what this last year, this contract is. This texter says, I appreciate Mac's effort, but there is no way this convoluted plan works out. I don't know. Maybe it isn't. But I'm just kind of thinking, like, if you could get Reddick and get a first, like, trade Burns, get a first rounder, then get Reddick and trade a lesser round draft pick. I feel like your production at defensive end would be very similar for the, you know, he is older. But for the next few years, I feel like he would give you similar production Burns would, and you'd have a first-rounder to them pick an offensive player with, whether it's a weapon or whether it's an offensive tackle. No, I think I think you're on to something. So the Eagles' first-rounder this year is where? We're talking about first-rounder for this I'm, season. I'm talking about trading Burns to another team for a first-rounder. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then yeah, yeah. you then give, like, let's say, your third-rounder for Reddick. Yeah, because I'm expecting the Reddick price to be less than the Burns price. Yeah, no, I right? think no, I think I think that's one of the best ideas I've heard, and. Uh, since the show began. Come on, Dan Morgan. Come on, baby. <laughs> the, one, the one pushback would be, does Evero feel like he fits exactly what it like? Is is there concern that he he's, doesn't fit? Because remember. He's a perfect 3-4 edge rusher. He's 240 I, I pounds. I feel like that, too. Right? But he's, Colin said it yesterday, and I don't know if you guys would agree with this. Would he see Hassan Reddick as undersized? 3-4 ends, 3-4 edges, 240 pounds is perfect, right? That's central That's casting. what I thought, yeah. but that was Colin's question, so I thought I'd run that one by you. I feel like that's perfect for 3-4 edge. I mean, I know they're in nickel a bunch of the time. you got to put your hand in the dirt and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, there always is that stuff, right, where we're the fans and we're playing fantasy football with this, and, like, the coaches, you know, have their own opinions and, and nuanced stuff that we would never think of. So I guess there could be something like that, but from the outside, I, I don't know. I think also I think Evero probably thinks, hey man, what could I did last year with all these guys that were out? Just you know, give me a couple dudes here and I'll make this thing work. So I think I think Evero probably thinks like I'm good enough to scheme and make the. You don't have to give me uh, Pro Bowlers all over the place. I will make this thing. I did it last year yeah. with all these dudes out. Give, yeah, give me Reddick or whatever. Remember what happened to him in Denver? A bunch of injuries there too. His year in Denver, and they traded Bradley Chubb. 
Yeah, they traded Chubb, and the defense still finished top 10 in the league. Um, all right, the other name I want to bring up real quick here, Bone, and we do have uh, – we have to get to our man, Willie P., uh, coming up for Willie's World. But I just uh, – the other name was Calvin Ridley. We were talking about how the report out of Cincinnati in The Athletic was that the Bengals are going to franchise tag T. Higgins, which we kind of been hearing, but we had been hoping against – um, so if they franchise tag T. Higgins, you brought up Evans, obviously, especially with the Canalis tie and stuff like that. But tons of listeners fired Calvin Ridley's name on the text line to us. Is Calvin Ridley someone bone you would be interested in in free agency for the Panthers? Well, certainly he's got to be mentioned if, if T. Higgins is going to remain in Cincinnati. Mike Evans, based off age and what he may want, might not be um, doable. I think Calvin Ridley at... Uh, not even 30, he's 29 years old right now, turns 30 in December. I think that is definitely something on the table. Had 1,016 yards last year, 76 catches. That was like Jerry Rice compared to what we saw in this offense last year, Mac. Texture points out, though, uh, do we want Calvin around with legalized sports gambling now in the state of North Carolina? <laughs> Too many temptations for him, man. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, no, but I think that has to be an option based on the guys be. available. Has to be. That's a that's definitely an upgrade. Be. Like, I, I don't know. Would you be more interested in Ridley or Pittman? Ridley's a little more of a big play guy I think, well, that's than what Pittman, I, was, I think. That's what I was going to go with. And although, we kind of need that. Although Pittman kind of fits what Canales has worked with the last couple of years in the bigger DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, go up and get it, make some plays in that way mold. Calvin Ridley's more of a of a game wrecker down the field, which which this team needs. So either way, I'm good. I'd probably go Ridley over Pittman. Though. Yeah, I think I would. I think that's a hell of a call by the Texters. That is. We're, I'm telling you right now, we are planning out the Panthers preseason right now. Tep Daddy needs to listen. Dan Morgan needs to listen. Um, Pat Tillis needs to listen. Whoever is over well, there. Brand Tillis. Brand, Brand Tillis. Who's Pat Tillis? I have no idea. <laughs> Brand, my bad, Brand. My bad, Pat, big Brand. Pat Tillis is the politician I talked about that one day, didn't he? Tom Tillis. Who's Pat Tillis? I don't know. Where did that come from? Also, but anyway, I feel like we got ourselves some planning here. We're, 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 we're doing this thing. Where we got we just moved Burns out, <laughs> brought Hassan Reddick in, and got brought Ridley, Ridley in. in. And also, what time is it right now? 17? I want to make sure. Shaq Thompson, friend of the show, out there listening. You're part of this too, man. You're in the mix now. Leadership. We need you in there, man. Yeah, you vetoed my idea of the cuts. Not doing uh, that anymore. That. Yeah, you did. What's coming up next? <laughs> P-Man, <laughs> baby. Willie's World. This segment is brought to you by Express Pros of the Carolinas. Flounder F, it's happened. Where's my sheet? I've lost my sheet, Flounder. There it is. ExpressPros.com. Make hiring easier with the workforce experts. Let the people at Express Employment Professionals find you the right fit. Hiring is about people, not algorithms. Visit ExpressPros.com. We got through two shows in an hour found before I lost the sheet of sponsor reads. But we are good to go now. We come back. A man that never makes a mistake. A man that's never cranky with us. Willie P. Willie's World. What's on his mind? Charlotte FC. Hornets. Heels. All on the table. Sports Radio. 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WFNZ Mac and Bone with you cruising along here on a uh, Wednesday morning edition of the show on WFNZ 92.7. Good to have y'all hanging with us uh, during the break, Bone, right after we thought we had solved the Panthers offseason. We were very proud of ourselves. We said, Dan Morgan, listen up. Um, A texter gave us a great dose of reality and said, great. Now, Dan Morgan, you hearing this? Go do the total opposite of this. <laughs> That's probably the better play. I, I need something on the record. We had a uh, thermostat issue this week where it was blazing hot in here for a couple of days. So we put in the work request, Mac, they fixed the problem. And now we've got an icicles a situation. It's about 30 degrees in the studio. We're, we're comfortable. We're good with being colder. But Rickard's going to blame us for this. We did not touch it. Um, this is on the um, the issue that has been happening here. It is so cold right now. Matt, my microphone is getting icicles. On it. Colder than witch's boob. Bone is using a pair of roller skating socks we got from Kate Skates as mittens right yeah, now. Hello Kitty. <laughs> yeah, like Hello Kitty socks, basically. Can you, we tweet out a picture of your Kate Skates uh, socks yeah. turned mittens? Yeah, this uh, is uh, and I'm I'm good cold because I don't do well hot, but we've gone to a level here of uh, I feel like I'm Rose on Titanic and you're Jack. And we're on the raft, <laughs> and, and we're basically gonna hold on for our dear lives. Hey, I'm not gonna complain. I complained about it being hot in here forever. I'm going to uh, enjoy and embrace the frigid conditions. By the way, yesterday was hotter in here than Judah Mintz and JJ Starling. Oh man! More on that coming up, uh, Tar Heel fans. We need to have a uh, a heart to heart. I can't use the mouse though with socks in my hands. Right, yeah, th- those mittens, those mittens are not perfect for radio conditions here. All right, let's are do it. Are these the one flounder? Are these socks were used? Yes. Did you wear them? Oh, you actually wore them? No, no. Oh, but no, I did not. Those are like, uh, try to paint the picture. They're like the socks that would be give, that 11-year-old girls would wear, like my daughter Caitlin would wear if roller skating, yes. right? <laughs> like Bone said, if Hello Kitty made roller skating socks, uh, that would be them from oh, Kate Skates. By the way, uh, our guy Billy from Kate Skates told me, if you if uh, we send Flounder over there for some roller skating lessons, Kate Skates Indian Trail near where we are, he'll be roller skating like Usher in the Super Bowl halftime show in no time. Well, hopefully it won't be like that one girl that was out there on the stage as well. What a what a girl that took a dive story. off the stage. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh! All right, let's bring in a man. We will find out if this man can roller skate. I'm betting yes. I'm betting yes for this. Um, he is Willie P, the voice of Charlotte FC. Got to talk FC with the season a week and a half away, uh, as well as all the other sports stuff and wfnz's um uh, do it all extraordinaire he is willie p p man are you have you do you have roller skating in your background uh i i was the rollerblader way back in the day i loved rollerblading i was a big big fan of it oh, so you I, bladed uh, you did the one with like the later oh yeah. man there's no way i could do that with just no, that I loved single ro- i love rollerblading yeah. i used to play roller hockey i mean it was Ooh. i was you know P-, P was P was on blades. Nineties P, <laughs> P had those jean shorts on right there and rolled roll around the DC area. You got you got you got to wear uh, longer pants when you're when you're blading in case you uh, 
Phil. I got to tell you, I saw some fellas in South Beach when I lived in Miami in the 90s when I worked in South Florida. Yeah. I worked in South Florida, lived in South Florida, and I would go to Miami and hang out. I saw some guys wearing some shorts. They were not long shorts while we're all over. I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Uh, God bless everybody. Some, would, some Stockton. I, I, would, <laughs> I would still have rollerblades, too, if it you know, felt like it was socially acceptable. I'd still have those. Okay. Really good. Bring it back, nice Pete. Nice way to get around. Bring it back. <laughs> I would love P-Man just rolling to the stadium on FC Match Day. You know, that would just be a beautiful thing. P-Man, before we get to Charlotte FC, because we got some things happening and the season is so close, man. We can taste it now. But the Tar Heels last night, and we're going we're gonna to have, like I said, a big heart-to-heart with fans about this one. But they've lost three of five. The defense last night was just brutal, as Bone, you know, joked about against the two guards, Mince and Starling. Like, how worried should Tar Heel fans be? Should Tar Heel fans be lowering those high expectations that everybody had a couple of weeks ago? Well, here's the dumb thing about all of this, because, and I heard you guys talking about this with West Durham yesterday, it's almost as if the ACC doesn't get the benefit of the doubt that other conferences get when teams go on the road. You know, I hear about, you know, Kansas going on the road to Texas Tech, and you know, all because of their conference having a better Q rating than the ACC does, they get a pass for this, yet North Carolina's got to go crazy because they lose to Syracuse on the road. It, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why, you know, there's this gallows humor when it comes to the ACC because it's quote-unquote been down so much. I think North Carolina is still the team that is the best in this conference. I, I think, if anything, we're once again proving proof positive that this conference, while it isn't maybe as strong as it was in its heyday, it still has the ability to cannibalize itself at times. And, uh, you know, we always know how home road works, especially in college basketball. There's always a graduated cylinder when it comes to trying to make yourself uh, win on the road. It's not very easy to do. I know Syracuse, it's not the Jim Beheim Syracuse, but it's still uh, a tough, tough place to play. And anytime uh, North Carolina or Duke or one of the tobacco road teams comes to town, you're always going to be in for a fight, especially on the road. So I don't look at it from the standpoint of that, North Carolina fans have anything to necessarily be uh, totally crazy about, but I do feel like it puts your guard up uh, getting close to tournament time. We're talking to Will Pawachi. So Pete, P is excusing. Yep, He's excusing the Tar Heels big time here. Do you think, though, when you look at the national title contenders, they, they have been up there, in my opinion, with Purdue, among other teams here in the last month, month and a half or so. Do you think, though, there's starting to be some problems where you might take them down a line of those elite-level contenders? I don't think so. I think there's again. I I don't know if there's one singular. I don't know if you're there's one singularly dominant team out there in college basketball. That's fair. As much as I watch across the country, I just I I don't know if there's a. It's not like there's a Gonzaga out there, or even a Kansas, or you know anybody out of the Big Ten that would look at and see. Oh my goodness, I'm scared of them. I know Purdue and Edie is going to provide a very unique challenge, but. Uh, that dude doesn't scare me. I'm sorry. That dude's just a, a weird, lanky-looking dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> the best player in college to, basketball have, for the last two years doesn't scare you? I, I have to I have to say that because my wife went to Indiana. I'm not allowed to say anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah you better I'll, I'll tell you from the Duke perspective, he would scare me. He did last year when Lively was in there. Yeah. And I just look, there's certain matchups where I look at Duke was playing Purdue. They would have a hell of a time trying to match physicality with that guy. Baycock can attempt it, but there's some matchups where that dude's just going to take over the ball game every time. We're, we're about to go on vacation where I'm about to see my in-laws. Uh, I'm trying to keep from having to buy my own hotel room when I go to see 
Indiana played Assembly Hall. So uh, for for that record, I have I can't say anything nice about Purdue. No, if you're, hey, we won't if, get you implicated. If you're a listener out there and you've seen Willie's backbone, send us a text seven zero four five seven zero nine six. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Oh nice. man, that is cold. That as is cold. If, as if as if you've never made personal sacrifices that compromise your integrity because of. Making sure that I gotta be honest. With you. I've got very little. I've got very little integrity. <laughs> Bone doesn't have much to compromise. Look who I'm working with. Oh, hey now! How that? How that happen? I like how uh, this just breaks down. Just a mocking just each strays, other. Just strays. Just strays everywhere. Uh, the terrible thing is her father went to Purdue, and I can't even like I can't even say it's his, it's his birthday today. By the way, uh, he went to Purdue. He he couldn't care about any of the banter that goes between Indiana and Purdue. So right. it's it's pretty fun. All right, all right. Let's get into. Uh, let me ask you about Charlotte FC. So what can you tell us about Jabril uh, Diani, the new I guess defensive midfielder, center back combo out of France? What can you tell us about this pickup and? And where do you expect him to play? Is it more for one one of those two spots than the other? What do you think? I, I think he's still more of a defensive midfielder than he is a center back. I think he has the ability to play center back because of the fact that he's uh, got a bit of a what I would call diverse skill set. He's a tall dude, so that definitely helps you, especially when you're playing at center back. Uh, I think there'll be times maybe he'll be spotted in with Milanda. I don't know if he uh, projects as the starter. I think because of the way they've been using the center backs in the preseason, they're still looking at either uh, Andrew Privet or Joel Pedro or even maybe Hamadi Diop playing alongside Adelson Milanda until they get a true left-footed center back. I think Diani is probably more of a depth signing at this point. He is pretty uh, you know, young, so I'm wondering what that looks like as far as, far as Dean Smith's system. Dean hasn't been shy about using the kids and, and using uh, guys who played at Crown Legacy last year uh, to try and uh, further his message, uh, his thing that he said over the course of this preseason is that if you're uh, good enough, you're old enough. So I'm curious to see if Deani gets here and gets integrated. Obviously, the visa process has to happen as well. So we all know that does take a little bit of time. But uh, I think he's a very intriguing prospect as we get close to the season. What do you think of the uh, Charlotte FC, uh, the kit reveal, the, the new kits that debuted the other day that will be on sale here soon? Well, you guys get to see him in person. Uh, I've yet to see him myself in person, except for on Clint Dempsey's back. So I'm, I'm curious to see what it looks like when it's actually on me. But uh, seeing them in person, I think, is really, really cool to see. Just because I think you know we all had our own uh, feelings about it when the uh, the leak happened because of FIFA. Thank you very much, EA Sports, for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the 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 kit looks very nice in person. The gradient look from the white to the blue, I think, is really great. I think the story behind it is really cool too. The whole mountains to the sea angle. I think it uh, it brings a nod, obviously, to the Blue Ridge and the Smoky Mountains, and also obviously the uh, the, the sea part of our uh, our North Carolina and South Carolina coastlines. I think fans are really taking to it. I, I, honestly, this is about as positive a uh, a kit launch we've had since I think the mint kit. The mint kit obviously had a lot of great uh, positivity to it. I don't know if the other two kits were as universally liked as, as this one is. So I'm very, very uh, happy to see that people are taking to it. And I am uh, I can't wait to see them all uh, when folks are in the building on the 24th of February. And they're on sale Monday, right? I believe. There's a, you, you can actually pre-order, pre-order them now. Yeah. Uh, you can pre-order them now and pick them up as soon as Monday. There's also, uh, I know that folks are going to a, a kit reveal party on Saturday. Uh, those who are season ticket members uh, had a chance to pre-register for that 
for a kit reveal. You can buy them on Saturday nice. uh, because they'll be doing a little party that uh, is in conjunction with uh, watching the final preseason game on Saturday against Minnesota United. What a, what a mixed bag of responses to Willie P today. Panther Bo, who's a Purdue fan, oh, he's furious. He wants to he wants to fight Willie P in the streets. Fort Mill my. Fort Mill Niner says Willie's got great expertise on weird, weird, lanky dudes. The one guy supporting, or person, I should say, supporting Willie P is someone with the name Sardine Water. There you go. There you go. You take them where you can get them. (laughs) Someone said Willie P talks like he's a rich man. Are you a rich man, Willie? I mean, I'm not, but I, you know, you talk a good game. about it. Bougie P. He's got a personality to uphold there, sir. He does. All right. Willie P is with us here. A few more minutes of Willie's world. He will hand out his uncultured swine of the week. P man, what do you think? I know you're covering the Hornets a ton. You're at these games, covering them. You're doing, you know, post game. What do you think of this new look Hornets team? Like, is this worth enjoying getting excited about or, or are you of the, uh, of the curmudgeon mindset where it's like, I eh, we still have 12 wins what are we excited about how do you view this i think it's freaking fantastic i mean it looks so great to watch this team play it's some of the best basketball i've seen with the hornets since i've been here and i find it interesting to see that it doesn't involve the mellow ball uh again it's only two games it's only a two game sample size i think you also have a variable degree when it comes to the opponent you're playing but i mean indiana's no slouch we know that they're the number one offensive team in the league so the fact that they were able to hold them in the 80s going into the fourth quarter i think is incredibly impressive i think cliff is finally seeing the buy-in on the defensive end that he's been wanting to see for the last uh, year and a half uh, i think the fact that he's got veterans to turn to is incredibly great. The only thing that would concern me, guys, is that it almost feels like the second unit is playing better than the first unit, which you know I think is uh, almost a, a weird thing for us to have to get used to. The fact that the I think the bench the other night outscored the Pacers 45-18, which again is not a bad thing, but I'd like to see the same kind of energy and intensity from the first unit. Maybe we'll get that when Lamelo Ball is back, and maybe invariably when Mark Williams comes back, but. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Uh, Vasa Micic is like my new favorite player of all time. Uh, I'm buying his jersey. I don't care. Oh, really? Uh, he, he, ha- he has me bought in. I'm incredibly, uh, incredibly into kit. him. Getting a Misic kit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, he did. It's, it's weird. He he did maybe get away with the Euro step uh, last night or two nights ago with that uh, last drive to the yeah, hoop. Yeah, he might. Uh, but but uh, then I remembered that, uh, that Vasa Micic makes no mistakes. So that's just that's just the way it works. Couldn't have walked. So couldn't I'm, have walked. Did you? Could have you, happened. Did you hear EC's description of that? Dale, that was a European hopscotch right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. That's oh not my right. god! And then, and all these dudes too. I mean, having talked to them, they're all incredibly likable in their own yeah. way. Like like Davis Bertans has got that Latvian sensibility that looks like he came out of West Virginia, like a lumberjack. Uh, you got uh, Seth Curry, who's obviously likable for a lot of uh, very. Very obvious reason, same for Grant Williams and uh, and even Trey Mann. I, I didn't know Trey had a lot giddy up, you know, with uh, that six three frame. He got up and slams it down on Monday night. I was like, hey, okay, we got a little. He's Mann. got a little Florida hopscotch to his game. <laughs> um, <laughs> Willie Barstool did a, a thing that Flander and I were enthralled with a couple days ago into yesterday, where they tried to shoot forty one free throws as sort of a, a collection of guys. It, the NBA record is forty as a team, forty free throws in a row. They tried to make it 41 in a row. They took 13 hours to complete the task. Mm. But I ask you this about free throws. What kind of free throw shooter, what kind of prowess did the P-man have on the basketball court as a free throw shooter? Well, I didn't get to the line nearly enough to have prowess. So that that's 
that's the really hard part about that. But you when just I a got there, jump I, was pretty, I, I was, uh, I never got the benefit of the doubt of calls uh, because <laughs> of the fact I just never, I never got enough calls. I would think. I was really, did you ever go to the foul line? I was the foul lead. Oh, I, oh, I'd go. I'd, I'd be, I'd be there. And whenever I get there, I'm pretty good at it. Like but, percentage you know, wise, what were you hitting there? I could probably hit about seventy percent. All right, there you go. There you go, Willie. I'm not. You, I'm, not I'm not. I'm not John Stockton up there, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not the Ghana Jop either. Willie, you do know you have to actually dribble the ball past someone and draw other defenders most of the time in order to draw fouls. You know, that, that might have been I, your I, issue. I understand. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. All I, right. I was not. I was not. I was not somebody who uh, people got very close to when I when I had the ball. So. Well, they 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 they, they had very uh, little respect for my jump shot. Okay, <laughs> okay. I were daring you to beat them from outside. They guard you like Elliot Cadeau, you know. At this point, it's although he's hit three threes in the last two games. Um, Willie, all right, let's do it. I don't know if if it's one of us as usual or if you've gone outside the station this week. The referee, Ooh. it's the referees from the late nineties. Or, or the referees from your your uh, you know uh, youth leagues. But who <laughs> is who is your uncultured swine of the week? As much as I wanted to uh, attack the CYO refs from fifth to eighth grade at, uh, at St. Joe's, I'm not going to. Uh, I am going to attack Nike, though, because there is a bit of a controversy going on with the folks in Major League Baseball because they changed the uniform over the course of the offseason, and there are major complaints about not only the way that it feels, but also the way that it looks. Have you seen the numbers, the way that they look? It looks like the cheap uniforms you used to get when you were in like Little League or CYO or whatever with the the numbers are like tilted pretty weird and they're not as big as they used to be either. They look like a cheap imitation of what they're supposed to be. They look absolutely bush league and uh, and Nike has completely just ruined what I would say the baseball uniform should look like. It's uh, it's incredibly bad. You have to look at this guys on UniWatch. It's very very bad. All right, there you go. Bone, what are you doing uh, over there? What? What? what are you doing? Dozing off? Over no, there? I didn't. That wasn't the most. You bored by his unculture no, swine? No, I respected. That just was. I was making. A, I was making a swine noise. Uh, no, I wasn't snoring. Uh, that wasn't the most exciting swine noise <laughs> we've had. <laughs> I want Matt you to want, get you it. Want, you, want, you want. You want it to be you next? No, I don't want it to be me. But I want someone around here getting 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 Willie ripped. Is that what you want? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Work on that. Um, no, uh, no. No. No one. No one has come at the king this week, so I have to. I, I had to expand my search. <laughs> All right, King. You are King Willie the first. You are the man. We will talk to you next week, man. Appreciate you guys. All right, there you go, Willie P. Ladies and gentlemen, boring bone this week with his uncultured swine. Apparently, that segment was <laughs> sponsored by Compassion International. Yes, Willie segment Mac was sponsored by Compassion this oh, week. There you go. Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. Fifty dollars provides a food kit. To feed a family for a month, just text the word radio to 97646. That's radio to 97646. When we come back, charges have been dropped against Miles Bridges. We have the latest. We react to that news next on Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, 
and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Radio 92.7 WFNZ Mac and Bone with you rolling through a Wednesday morning on the Mac and Bone show coming up at eight o'clock. We will deal with what really, I don't know, feels like it's got to be to many of you. The biggest sports deal today is the way the Tar Heels played last night, especially on the defensive end and the loss to Syracuse. The way the Tar Heels have kind of played in general over the last five games, other than really the Duke game, even the Miami game. Had some bad, bad stretches in it, especially in the first half. So we will talk of course, state the Duke, of the Tar Heels at eight o'clock. The Duke game is the game they 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 played their best. In. They showed up for that. I one. could really use that that effort, the effort in the other games against Duke here. <laughs> Maybe we'll get it at Cameron. Hang tight. I've already bone withdrawn. I have pulled back my Tar Heel sweep prediction. I need to put that oh, in limbo. God. Need to put that in limbo right now and evaluate this heels team moving forward. I'm a bit concerned. More on that coming up. It is kind of crazy. It is a little crazy that. For the way Duke has looked at times and how dominant Carolina has looked in terms of wins, that they do have the same amount of losses in the conference at this point. Because a lot of Duke's wins, we'll talk about it, you know, they had to grind out a lot, but they got wins. They had the same losses right now, same amount of losses. Yeah, it's true. Carolina, Duke's a half game back. And Virginia would have been tied for first place, but they lost at home to Pitt last night. Um, let's get, but we'll get to Carolina coming up top of the hour. We'll get, we got some Panther stuff coming up in the eight o'clock hour. Steve Smith had a blunt message on KB's show for Panther fans. I want to listen to it, and I want Panther fans to react to it. We love Smitty, but is he too harsh towards Panther fans? That's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour as well. All right, so let's give you the latest on this Miles Bridges thing, and and then we'll kind of all react to it. We had a lot of textures reacting to it in the first hour. We didn't really react to it in the first hour. We just kind of gave the details. Miles Bridges, now this does not involve the – Initial incident of domestic violence. He pled no contest to that in California, and he's you know, and and he's on probation for three more years for that. Or t- um, yeah, I think it's like two, well, I think it might be like two more years or so of probation for that. But these these charges that were dismissed, all the charges in the two incidents bone of 2023, have been dismissed here in Mecklenburg County. And due to insufficient um, evidence. Now, these charges, Bone, were the two incidents where he was alleged to have violated the protective order, right? The first one was when his, you know, when Michelle Johnson, the woman involved, uh, the mother of his children, when she alleged that he was contacting her via text messages. Three years probation. Three three years probation originally, right? How much is left? About two or so? Yeah, something like that. Okay, or one and a half probably. Yeah, yeah, make sure we're accurate. All right, anyway. um, So where was I? All right, so uh, the messages. She alleged that he was sending her messages, social media and text, that is a violation of protective order. That has been dropped, and what it says in the police report essentially is those messages have been deleted. She claims that she does not remember the messages being sent now. So they don't have the evidence they need for that case. The other case, Bone, was the one that was the more, much more disturbing one in terms of how it sounded. 
and the one that had us saying, man, Miles Bridges didn't learn his lesson, right, if, if this is true. This is the one where apparently she's pulling up for a custody drop-off, has the kids in the car, and she originally alleged that there were billiards balls thrown at her car when the kids were in there, and that a woman with Miles Bridges at the time damaged you know, the body of her car. Well, according to the police documents, they have insufficient evidence on that case, too, now, because she has now said she doesn't remember who damaged her car and does not remember the incident. So that's where we're at. These charges are dropped on these two subsequent cases. So what do you make of this bone? Um, I mean, well, and again, we're not there. We're not involved. So it's, you know, it's these, it's, situations, know. these situations are complex and you hate to. You hate to guess and speculate on something of that nature, but based off what those facts are saying there of the initial uh, charges that happened, and again, we're not talking about the previous one. This is about the October stuff. This is the the, the pool balls through the window with the kids. And this is not the one from before. This is the recent one we're talking about. It leads you to believe that if the charges got dropped, and you know, it's hard to make up something about pool balls going through a, a car window. That's and, Seems oddly specific when that occurred. Plus, at that if time. that happened, wouldn't the police see the, that damage on the car right yeah, there? So what I'm saying is, it's something has changed on her end where she's deleted stuff about things. It's, something has changed here from her angle. Whatever that is, are they together? We can't speculate on that. Yeah, we don't know. There, there but is, it feels like something has changed on her end with these recent the recent charges. Yeah, there is. A couple of people are texting about this. There is talk that maybe they're back together again or whatever, and maybe that's a factor here. Again, we don't know. We're not there. I mean. Listen, there's some sort of lies that were told here, right? Either she, you know, and if the evidence, if the damaged car was there the first time, and now she doesn't remember the incident and remember who yeah. did it, then the messages were there, and now they're not, and I don't remember it. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. And you see this a lot in these cases, domestic violence cases, Bone. It's so complex. Because first of all, there are often just two people there at the incident, right? There's there's often just two, and it's just it's a he said she said a lot. Well, this one had the, this one had the girlfriend there, the alleged girlfriend of Miles Bridges was on the scene as well for this. Yes, I'm just saying often. Oh, oh yeah, I'm talking yeah, okay, in general. Yeah, yeah, okay, I got you. And yeah, the yeah. kids are alleged to I be there you. too, but Bone she doesn't remember the incident, so now who knows? Who knows what the incident was? But what I'm saying is, I'm speaking in general terms about domestic violence incidents. It's often a case where it's he said she said, and we don't know. And it's often a case where you said, you phrased it the way something has happened to her or whatever. A lot of times, these women have been in love with these men. And maybe they get back together and don't want to see the man in prison uh, or further in trouble. Or maybe they're intimidated. And they don't, you know what I mean? And they don't want to, if they do this, you know, she alleged he was making threats to her. Remember, that was part of this, yeah. this whole thing, too. Yeah. I, I'm guessing she probably told the police, I don't remember that. But it's just, I don't I don't want to be too mean and too cruel about it. It's an unfortunate situation. I'm praying for the kids. Like, I, I just, that's my, that's my fear, is that this unstable relationship does damage to the kids' lives. And that's the saddest thing. You know, that's a real sad part of it. I don't want to act like the rest of it isn't sad. But I, I don't know, man. These, these, these things are complex, man. They're complex. They're complex for us to try to talk about in a fair way here of all parties involved. But I will say this. We said this during the, the first time around, the second time around. Whatever has gone on between them, it was clear that they needed to stay away from each other. I know there's kids, and that's difficult. 
And that might have been the problem last time that they had to be near each other for the kids. So I understand that parenting is going to be tough and you're going to have to be around each other at some point. But in terms of a relationship, whatever's going on there, they need to sort of just go away from each other in that way. And if they happen to be back together, I don't know. That's a legend. I don't know. But would that scare you, Mac, as a Hornets person? And you're talking about re-signing Miles Bridges that whether it's his fault, her fault, whatever, if they were together, who's to say that something else down the yeah. line doesn't come up again? No, I it think seems to repeat itself. If you're talking about $80 million, $100 million, who's to say that another thing doesn't happen along the way involving one or two of them? That's a valid point. It's a very, it appears to be a volatile relationship. And yes. if they're still in it, heck, and if they still have to do the drop-offs, the one happened at a custody drop-off. Yeah. They still got to do that. You know, so so Miles uh, could be Miles could be doing the exact stuff that he's supposed to do, and in a relationship like this, in the future, it it could be not on his end, but he may end up involved in something because of this. Again, not saying before he didn't deserve. I'm just saying down the line, Miles could be trying to do the right thing, but in a volatile relationship, yeah, he could he could get himself in a situation again. A lot, I mean, listen, a lot of people are cynical big time. It's very easy to be cynical when she calls the police's attention to these things, has the full story. And then when it comes, you know, investigation time, she can't remember something that happened, Bone, last year. Yeah. Like, if somebody throws pool balls at your car, Bone, and damages your car while your kids are in it, pretty sure a year later you're going to remember it vividly. So yeah, it's you're just, not forgetting so that. it's BS, right? And, and the question is, well, and here's the question, too. Somebody, there's two things going on here. One is um, a, lot, a lot of cynical texters are saying, he, you know, he paid him, he paid her or whatever. Um, that's another angle. Again, we don't know. It's an all spec. Maybe we should shut up with speculation. Another thing too is a texter says, "How do we know she didn't make the incidents up originally?" And then you know now she's like you know bailing out. I don't know. But again, if the police saw a damaged car, what's the story behind that? Well, then if if my, unless if she, it wasn't damaged in the fashion she described, if, I don't know. If she uh, although if. Something was made up to that nature. Then why would Miles ever have anything to do with her ever again if she put him? Th- you know what I mean? There's, you know, it's, again, it's very, very complex. We're not there to know. It's so. easy for it's like in that vein. I look at the pictures of what Miles did to her in front of her kids and say, why the hell would you want to be with that man? But it's not that simple, right? We see often these couples get back together, and we never understand it on the outside. You know, when we come back, heels have lost three of five. Our fans worried, panicked, or chill. I'd be worried on Sports Radio ninety two seven WFNZ.